Hey, welcome to Shine. My name's Monica Ramey, and I'm looking forward to chatting it up with you guys tonight. I have a super special guest that I have. Um, I've really just, I had him on, um, I'm say a little over a year ago, and his name is Dr. Howard Morgan. And I'm really excited to bring him in and let him share some exciting things that God has been speaking to him. Um, he's a messianic Jewish prophetic teacher. And I just want to talk a little bit about him for a minute before I bring him in. Him and his wife, Janet, I believe they live in Georgia. And I see people coming in right now. Come on in, guys, and let us know where you're coming from. Um, and type your prayer request if you have something. And um, feel free to comment, and we will try to get to your comments later. So um, him and his wife, Janet, I believe live in Georgia, and they are a powerful, powerful ministry for the kingdom of God. Um, Dr. Howard is the founder of Howard Morgan Ministries, and I wrote a few notes down here, um, but he's internationally known. He's known all over the world. He's been on many Christian media platforms. He's an amazing prophetic teaching gift in the body of Christ. So if you are coming on tonight, you are going to want to put your listening ears on because the Holy Spirit is going to be blowing through this man of God. Um, I'm, I'm excited to have him on. He's an equipper for the kingdom of God. And I'm going to just bring him right in right now. We're going to chat a little bit about how we met and I'm going to let him share what God has placed on his heart, what God is speaking. Hi, Monica. Nice hey. to see you. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank God. <laughs> Me too. It's great to have you on. It's an absolute honor to have you on here. We've got guests coming in. Um, they're going to be leaving comments. Hearing a little bit of feedback here. So I'm hoping that's not um, a problem on the broadcast, but we're going to fight through that. And um, let's talk a little bit about, are you in Georgia? Was I correct with that? Yeah. yeah. We're in the uh, northeastern section of Atlanta called Duluth. Okay. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your, your ministry. Well, uh, wow. It's hard to put a little bit because the Lord <laughs> has us doing a lot of different things. But really, the heart of our ministry can be summed up um, in the phrase of making and maturing disciples and understanding the process of those two dynamics and how deep um, they are and how many levels there are to evangelism, making disciples, sharing the gospel, and the various gifts and abilities that people have that the enemy really tries to thwart, you know, with a lot of negative uh, self-talk, you know, the negative narratives. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about how to deal with negative narratives that, that are all really focused simply on the lies of the enemy that say, you're not, and you can't, and you'll never, you won't be successful, you know, you'll be embarrassed or whatever in terms of sharing your story. Mm. And uh, one of the things that we teach about sharing your faith is really sharing your story. And people are really interested in stories, the human interest angle, as the publishers like to say. So if you're sharing and you want to talk to somebody about the Lord, one of the easier ways that you can approach it is, well, let me tell you my story. You know, right. people are always, you know, if you just come and say, well, let me tell you what the Bible says. Many times people put a wall up or the enemy comes in, you know, but if you say, well, start with a different strategy, uh, you know, let me tell you my story, you know, and how God changed my life and mm -hmm. then begin to share your testimony. That's right. So, um, it becomes easier 
and more comfortable because you're talking about yourself. And let's be honest, Monica, everybody loves to talk about themselves. We do, don't we? we? <laughs> and, um, it's just the truth, you know? It's true. And uh, people like to hear stories that they can relate to. And, you know, most people's lives run on parallel lines, you know, the difficulties of life, et cetera, et cetera, you know? And um, so the first thing I want to... Uh, say to people and i'm really trying to be sensitive we have an hour together so we sure. have to focus you know mm -hmm. and to be sensitive to what the holy spirit is saying sure because uh, people need to get free to share who they are and open up the flow of the living water mm -hmm. and just being yourself you know not trying to duplicate uh, a system of evangelism. First, you have to say this, you know, say that. Now, those are good skill sets to have in your toolbox. So if someone uh, um, asks you questions, you can take them back to the scriptures. And of course, you should be able to defend your faith. As Paul, uh, excuse me, Peter says, you know, you should be able to give an answer for those who you know, so there's a question being asked if you're giving an answer for the hope that's within you, you know, and allow the Holy Spirit, you know, to be free. Now, I'm not perfect in this. I don't want to give anybody any wrong impressions. You know, I've learned how to, you know, fail and get up again, you know, get knocked down and get up again. You know, I have an evangelism yeah. seminar. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to stop for one second. I'm going to get it. Sure. Sure. I see lots of people coming in. Welcome, guys. I didn't anticipate the Lord seems to be taking us. So this is a workbook called um, Evangelism Made Easy. I love that. And um, um, Rory, who's on, who you met a few minutes ago, he is working with me to turn this into an online course. Wonderful. Uh, I'm, uh, I've written a, I've turned it into a book. It's, it, it's with the editors who are, you know, editing it, and um, that'll be that'll be available soon. You know, because I have a heart to help people. You know, share their faith, share what the Lord has done in their life, and it's 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 one of the things we teach about is when you're born again, you you're given instincts, like every creature that's naturally born. God gives them instincts to enable them as infants, pups you know, to survive and then thrive. And so similarly, in parallel, when we were born again, we were given instincts, an instinct yeah. to pray, an instinct to read the Bible, an instinct to fellowship, and an instinct to share our faith. There's a great, I want to tell people about Jesus dynamic. That's where the enemy comes in. You get rejected, you get harassed. You, you know, the negative responses of the world, the flesh and the devil. And the enemy has caused a lot of people just to bury, you know, with the lie. I'm not good at it. I, I don't know what to say. Or I get tongue tied. Or right. I get a little nervous or, you know, my brain is running. Well, well, how do I answer this question or that question? And, you know, and all the different things. And, you know, sometimes the simplest answer is, there, as Paul, Peter, excuse me, says, well, well, give them the reason for the hope that is within you. And, of course, part of maturing as disciples, remember, there's two paths that we're on. That's right. And we're in this business, Monica. We mm -hmm. are in the business 
of making and maturing disciples. Yes. We're not in the business of going to church. That's We're not right. in the business of having church services. We're it. not in the business of having people like church services. That's right. And we're not in the business of creating services that make people happy and comfortable and enjoyment. We're not in the Christian entertainment business. Amen. We're in the business of making and maturing disciples. Mm, I love it. <laughs> One of the things of maturing as a disciple is to be able to understand and explain, you know, simply why you believe the Bible is authoritative. This mm -hmm. ancient book, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years old going into the Hebrew scriptures. I don't like to use the word Old Testament because then people think it's kind of irrelevant, you yeah. know, but, uh, you know, the Hebrew scriptures that Jesus believed in. And um, we should be able to explain on a basic level, you know, why we believe it. We're not a try. We're not in the business of convict con um, of converting people or convicting them. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's right. We're called to be a witness. You know, like Amen. in court. What did you see? What do you know? When did you know it? Kind of a thing. Yes. You know? And um, I just have a passion in my heart to free people to share who they are in the Lord. We're not perfect by any means, and we're not proclaiming that. Amen. What we're proclaiming is that there is a perfect one. That's right. He saves us, and he wants to save everybody. You know, God is Amen. not ruling any should perish. Amen. Let me jump in there because I want sure. to say this. You, um, you know, you said a lot there, but in the beginning, you know, what I had written down was you said we're, you know, you, you just said we're in the business of making disciples. And you actually said something similar on our last broadcast. I remember you said, Monica, you and I have a similar, um, we're, we're called to do the same thing. with the DNA. Yes. We're, we're business partners. Yes. In fact, every member of the body of Christ. In the kingdom. Yes. Yes. So you, so we were talking about the DNA. So my heart is the same. And when I met you, I want to share briefly. Uh, I'll talk about myself because it's, you know. <laughs> so let me share how I met Dr. Howard Morgan. Um, and it was a tremendous blessing. This man, why I was so excited to um, have him on my show the first time was because he wrote a book and it's called The Leaves from the Olive Tree, an anthology of kingdom perspectives. And yeah, if you have that, grab it. Let me tell you guys, I, I went to a conference in, I believe it was in Ohio and Dr. Morgan happened to be one of the conference speakers and it was a huge Jewish festival type um, conference. And as, you know, as, as this thing is going on, um, I go back to the back table and I find these books. I, I, I could have picked from several books, but I grabbed this one. And I'm telling you right now that this book literally is responsible for bringing me out of church and being a Christian into the kingdom of God. My entire perspective shifted. I got an impartation and everything in my entire life changed according to being a Christian. And I want to tell you this, um, it really, truly did. And if you haven't read this book, you want to get your hands on it. Hold that up. Um, yep. Leaves from the Olive Tree, an anthology, an anthology of kingdom perspectives. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, you know, we talked about this last time, but this book 
will shift your life. It will actually shift you. Um, and it's really what Dr. Morgan was just talking about a little bit ago. He was talking about, we're not here to build bigger churches and entertain people and do all of these things. We're about, we're supposed to be about our father's business. And um, I'm gonna let you share some about this. Share about your book for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the Lord began to give me insight into the fact that Jesus was really only preaching about one thing, the kingdom of God. In Luke chapter four, verse 43, he said, I have to go and preach to all of these cities in Israel about the good news of the kingdom of God, mm. you know, that God is inviting us into a relationship where he is Lord, which sets us free. Because when Jesus is Lord and King over your life, no one else can be. Everybody's Everybody else's opinion and words are put into a proper perspective because they are not Lord. They are not king. And it gives you a great freedom and a confidence to be able to say, no, that's not who I am. That's not where I'm going. You know, the old Bob Dylan song, you got to serve somebody. And the truth is, everybody is serving. Some people are serving money and the yacht and the fancy car and the big house. And they're serving more money. You know, they have a million. They want two million. You know, that whole story. And they're serving that. And people are serving fame. And now they're serving likes and how many followers you're getting and all of that. And they do things to get that. They're serving that. Yes. And, but when you serve Jesus as Lord, Yeshua in Hebrew, when you make him Lord of your life, you're set free from everybody else's everything. That's why he said, when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. You know, when you mentioned, Monica, that we met, I remember that conference in Ohio, you know, teaching about the Jewish roots of Christian faith. And yes. we're not talking about turning Gentiles into Jews. We're not talking about people coming into the law. We're talking about the prophetic purposes of God that Paul unveiled for us in Ephesians 2 and Romans 11, just to mention two scriptures. And... um, um. It's really important that we kind of grasp that Hebraic understanding and understand how when the church disobeyed the apostolic commandment, don't be arrogant against the branches, the natural Jewish people, because it is their roots that support you. But if yes. you get arrogant, you will be cut off. Behold the goodness and severity of God. Well, I don't know, Monica, when the last time you heard a message about the severity of God, no. we love the goodness of God. Amen. Thank God. I do. You know, yes. and the mercy of God. And I try to be merciful, so he'll be merciful to me. But there's another part, another sign, another face of God that is severe. He is a God of holiness, righteousness, and judgment. And we hear very little of this. And that's one of the reasons very many, that's one of the reasons that people do not mature. Remember, we're in the business of making and maturing disciples. Amen. So learning about the Hebraic roots of our faith is part of the process of maturing and getting set free from Greek philosophy, Roman forms of government, pagan influences that have influenced and made the church aberrant. Now, the reason I use the word aberrant, Monica, is because this is the word the Lord spoke to me several years ago now. You know, the older you get, the more the years pass from the... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and many of the, your viewers and my followers on Facebook know I just turned 70 last week. So the numbers are getting bigger. Happy birthday, by Thank the way. You. Thank <laughs> you. So um, many years ago now, I was had I'd been ministering in a town, I think it was uh, in Tennessee somewhere. Anyway, I'm leaving, driving home and coming around the big traffic circle. And there were three huge, beautiful church buildings with columns, you know, and marble and beautiful landscapes. And as I drove past these three buildings, they're all sitting next to each other. And the Lord said, those people are practicing an aberrant religion. And so I pulled the car over and I said to the Lord, what does aberrant mean? Because this word was not in my vocabulary. I didn't know the word aberrant. So I asked the Lord, what does aberrant mean? He said to me, look it up. So I had a little electronic dictionary. This was before smartphones, etc. And I misspelled it. It said to me, do you mean this word? And I laughed because I said, well, I don't know. I don't know the word. I don't know if I had two B's or two R's. How do you spell aberrant? I don't know the word. So I was laughing out loud. I hit enter. And the word aberrant means that which has diverted away from the pattern. And as soon as I read that, all the things from my studies and history just began to click into place. These people are practicing a religion that is diverted away, detoured away from the pattern. Watch the pattern. Patterns in the scriptures. Apostolic, prophetic, Hebraic, making and maturing disciples. And so we stop doing that and we end up with church services. So the switcheroo is in, yeah? The Satan creates the counterfeit, makes it a substitute. Now we're no longer making disciples. Now we're no longer maturing as disciples. We're not learning, changing, growing, maturing, and bearing fruit. We just become Christians that go to church on a Sunday, do the one hour, hour and a half, or however long it is, you know, and, you know, go through the ritual, go through the mill of the meeting, and then you leave and do your real life. But your real life, if you're a disciple, and the word disciple is used like 300 times in the New Testament, the word Christian is only used three times, and two of it is in a negative way. So which is the more important word, disciple, which means student, someone in class, you know, and Jesus was calling disciples. If you want to be my disciple, if you want to be a student in my school, in my class. Pick up your cross, deny yourself. Come now, on. Now I can teach you and train you. Now you can become my apprentice. Otherwise, you can't be an apprentice because you're fighting Ooh. with the master all the time. I didn't want to go to the workshop today. <laughs> it's too much. It's too hard. Why do I have to learn this? That's what we sound like. Yeah. I'm too tired. I'll go to another church. Come on. Somebody will tickle my ears. (laughs) So you drop out of the school of the spirit. You stop being an apprentice in the master's workshop. He cannot teach you. He cannot train you. You don't learn anything. You don't change because you don't learn. You don't grow because you don't change. You don't mature because you're not growing. You know, the whole process doesn't take place. And you just end up with some kind of a veneer of Christianity on you. Come on. And, you know, we end up in the mess that we're in. But God is raising up men and women like yourself 
around the world. I just was doing a Zoom meeting with some church leaders in Romania earlier today. Same thing happening there. These men and women of God are lit up by the Holy Spirit. And this, ha this is happening, Monica. And let me encourage yeah. you and all of the people watching or listening. God is moving by his spirit in every quarter of the earth. You know, in dark nations like Iran and North, uh, North Korea and in, in America and Britain and Europe, you know, don't don't listen to the secular media. You got to get in touch with brothers and sisters around the world and watch what the Lord is doing individually, raising up street preachers and, and, and pastors and prophets, you know, because God is moving by his spirit. He's preparing the bride for the return of the Lord. Yes. You know, yes. And I, I do want to just show a couple of uh, resources, you know, you inspired me. I hadn't actually planned. That's why I left to get the books because I, I actually have one book. that I want you to look for, too. I don't know if you had the, the CDs about the Jewish roots. Yeah, where... yeah those are all uh, on the shelf. So I don't have that easily. But I have all that material in MP3 uh, downloadable. We're building a new website because we're shifting our ministry into that which is a really more of an apostolic it's called kingdom ministries sure. incorporated or kingdom ministries international the new website is being developed developed and my personal ministry is just going to be kind of brought into that but right now the website that's up and running is on the screen hmmin.com where people can go and download teachings on jewish roots there's a lot of it and um just a couple of written resources that are available in ebook for download instant download or print on demand this one monica is called so deeply scarred let me get it so where the screen is there right. You go, right there yeah this is a history of christian anti-semitism and if you're if your viewers don't know about the history of christian anti-semitism this little book, it's, you can see it's a, but it covers a ton of anti-Semitic incidents perpetrated by the church in the name of Jesus. So this is why I called it so deeply scarred. This was, this was much more than the Inquisition or the expulsion from Spain. But there were literally hundreds of anti-Semitic persecutions perpetrated by the Christian religion in the name of Jesus. And if your viewers don't know this history, I would strongly encourage them to learn it. Whether you learn it from me in this book or in another place, learn it. Let me Tied jump in really that. quick before you bring that one on. Let me say this. Um, I listened to a CD that you had produced, and I believe I got it at the same conference. And I don't remember the name of it, but I want to share this as well so people can look it up. You may remember the name. But in it, th you know, this whole thing about making disciples and coming into the kingdom, it's a different perspective. And this is what you're releasing in, in this knowledge, you know, the, the, the information that you're giving. So the book, the CD talked about, it actually had you repent at the end for viewing the Bible, like going through it like it's for you. I mean, it, it even breaks down recognizing who the book was written to. So like getting us out of self 
and getting us into the proper kingdom perspective of who God is, what this book is written for. And like you said, we're grafted into this beautiful love letter. Yes, yeah, yeah, there are two you're referring to. One is called it, and um, it's an introduction to Jewish roots. It's That's a it. very basic six message. Another one is called um, the Jewish roots and the kingdom of God. Okay. And another one is called Jewish roots, a prophetic restoration. So these are multi CD albums that are now all available at MP3. They're all available for download. Uh, and on the new website, you'll actually be able to um, download any individual message from any album. We've re we're redesigning the catalog so that you will be able to do to do that, you know. But uh, thank you, and that's, uh -huh. I'm so blessed, you know, to hear your testimony because oh. you don't often get to hear it, you know. Listen, you when I knew you, I, when I called you, like I messaged you, and I had my phone number, and my phone rings, and it was you. I was like. It's Howard Morgan. <laughs> I was like, this person is responsible. You didn't know it. But it was that big of an impact on my life that I've told my husband about you the whole time we've been married. And so I said, Dr. Howard Morgan is going to be on my show. He said, you're kidding me. <laughs> we were just like, Whoa. Well, you know, I'm blessed. And I just let me share this as a on another side to this for your viewers. Sure. The Lord used what he gave me as a seed in your life, and you became a faithful disciple to that seed, Monica. You did not allow the world or the flesh or the devil to say to stop you. You've continued to learn and change and grow, and now you're bearing really great fruit. You know, wow. you're doing all of these podcasts and the shine and the television network that you're on or created. You know, all of this, um, all of this fruit you know, is being born because you were faithful to the seed that was planted wow. in you. The backside of that story is there's an investment from me and you. So when you get your reward, there's a percentage of that that's going to go into my account. Wow. And yes. I want to encourage everybody that that's the way our relationships with one another, that we're investing in one another. And there's a, there's a derivative benefit, so you know, that comes back to you because of the part you played in someone's life, you know, and on my birthday, I got so many wonderful, you know, testimonies of how our life in ministry and it's, you know, it's me and Jesus, you know, just like it's you and Jesus, you know, so we get credit. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I mean, that's all we really want to hear. Yes. On the we just want to see him smiling and go, wow, Howie, you're here, you know, and one <laughs> of those moments, Monica, wow, come on in. You did so good, daughter. You were faithful. You know, I want to hear that be said to everybody. You know, I know Rory is there and, and some other people. I want to hear, this is my passion. This is what keeps me up at night, you know, praying and in the word and listening, you know, it's like, we want to help everybody, yes. I want to help everybody learning, changing, grow and mature and bear fruit, you know, in any way that I can and, and encourage everybody. You know, there's wonderful ministries out there. Dr. Michael Brown is a good friend of mine and Pastor David Harwood in Long Island and just some of the other Jewish believers and many Gentile believers that I know around the world, you know, that are out there doing the work and producing fruit material whether it's written or preaching or videos or books or 
all this kind of stuff that um, that so blesses me. Wow. And I want to see people get set free to produce what's in their heart. Let me say you this. Know? Let me say this on on what you just said about getting people set. So, you know, I, I tell people this. The Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm taking you by way of media. And so when he said that to me, I'm thinking, I can't do this. That's not who I am. All this. And I've told this story before. But so once I got into agreement with God and I surrendered to this process, this isn't the way I wanted it to go. I like training, discipling, one-on-one um, -on -one coaching, doing the, the this kind of thing. So, but I tell people now, it's like, because this outlet is here, it looks shiny. It looks like something people, you know, want to do. So all these people are trying to, you know, become famous or become some Christian celebrity. And it's like, that's not what this thing is for. Right. And I say to them, if Facebook blows up, what are you going to do? If the media doesn't, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk down my street and I'm going to meet people and I'm going to do it by foot. And I'm doing it at night. I do four nights a week. I'm doing discipleship. We do teaching people how to cast out demons. We're doing the stuff. You know, that's what we're called to do. This stuff is great. It's informational. It's it's accelerating the knowledge of God and, and what we need. It's wonderful. But this isn't the thing. You know, this is a tool. And, and I really feel like, and I, this is kind of a rant I'm on. It's like, the Lord called me to media, but I feel like I, I come in and try to tear it down. <laughs> you know, no, it's just, when you're not tearing it down, you're putting it in its proper perspective. Yes. When you said that it's a tool, that's what it is. It's a yes. skill. And you've learned skills. Yes. And you learn skills on how to talk to one-on-one. -on -one. You learn skills on how to preach and pray and prophesy. You yes. learn skills about how to cast out demons. You practice these things. You're a disciple. You're in school. You're in the school of the spirit. Yes. And so you're learning. So this is just one tool the yes. Lord is using to, to teach and to communicate, to encourage and challenge people's thinking, changing the narrative in their head. Yes. You know, when David confronted Goliath. All of Israel was bound in fear by the narrative that Goliath was controlling. I will kill you all. I will destroy you. And then David comes along, this 17-year-old, and he starts to change the narrative. He, he confronts Goliath and yells at the top of his voice, this day, you uncircumcised Gentile, God will deliver you into my hand. And he changed the whole narrative and, and walked out that faith because he knew God was going to do it. He wasn't doing it in the flesh. He did it because he saw God giving Goliath into his hand. That's why he said, this day God was going to do it. I see it. God showed me it's going to happen. He changed the narrative. And one of the things I want to say to people is do not let negative narratives control your life or your destiny. Yeah. Do, not let, do not let the insecurity, the inferiority, the negative. I'm not. I can't. I'll never be. I'm too embarrassed. I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't think on my feet. I can't say this or whatever. Do not let those negative thoughts control the narrative in your head. Replace them with the word of God. Replace them with the revelation of the Holy Spirit as you pray and replace them with an attitude that says, I will obey. Just like what you said, Monica, you changed your heart. You changed your mind. You said, I will obey. Lord, I'll do whatever you want. And that was the key to cleaning out your heart from.
do it. It's not impossible. It's Come not on. Impossible. You just have to set your heart and say, confront your own thoughts. You know, however you're going to do it, write it down, speak to a pastor, speak to a pastor, speak it out, speak it in prayer. Like, externalize the negativity and say to it, you will not define me. You will mm. not control me. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to face my fear. And you know, some of you know my testimony, how the Lord delivered me from a spirit of fear when he called me to preach on a wooden box in 1980. You know, and the fear that I went through about doing that. And it's you can download the teaching, How to Overcome Fear. And um, uh, so I know, I know about fear and I know how it can stop you. But somewhere you've got to rise up and say, no. Come on. I'm not going to let you. It's like the cow that in the old West movies, the good guy and the bad guy, you know, the sheriff has to confront the, 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 the terrorizing criminal, you know, and says, look, this town ain't big enough for the both of us and I'm not leaving. And they had to shoot it out. Well, you have to have a, that kind of attitude in your life and say to your fear, your inferiority, your insecurity, this life, my life. It's not big enough for the both of us, and I'm not leaving. So fear, get out. Insecurity, Amen. Get, out. get out. And start to fight, and you will get the victory. But it won't come cheaply. You've got to go to the cross. You're going to die to yourself. You've got come to on. pray and fast. But you're going to be the Lord, you know, because somewhere along the way, you make a choice that says those things will not define or control me. I'm going to be defined and controlled by what the Word of God says, and I want my destiny in Christ to be the story of my life. I want the gifts and callings of my life to be my life story, and I'm not going to allow any other voice to define the storyline of my life. And Amen. everybody has to choose that for themselves, Monica. Amen. You can't choose it for anybody else. You That's can't right. choose it for it as much as you might want it for person A or person B, just like me. You know, they have to, you know, the, you can leave the horse to water, you can't make them drink. They have to choose to say, yep, I want the destiny of the Lord Jesus to unfold in my life. I want his storyline to unfold and not the storyline of fear or unbelief or anxiety or worry or insecurity or any demonic line. And somewhere along the way, you've got to draw a line in the sand, take out your gospel six shooter and say to the demons and, you know, call them out and say, this life ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love it. Let you know, let me, let's talk about this. Not only um, pull out your six shooter to come against the enemy trying to stop you from advancing, but what if, you know, and yourself, obviously, but what about, I, this is where I'm at. The, the two most important things that stand out to me that Jesus said was deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, you know? And the other one is not my will, but your will. And so you know, our will, what we want and what we think, that's got to get out of the way. We've got to get what we think. And how do we do that? Tell us how we find out his will and not our will. Well, it starts with an attitude that says, I want to find out. Amen. It starts with an attitude as I want. When the Lord called me, I had this great curiosity rise up. What would my life be like if I made Jesus Lord? And I made a choice, then I made a choice. And it's no more difficult than making a choice. Okay, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I don't know what that means. I don't know where it goes. Well, what, I, what, I, 
things happen. Circumstances happen. Surprises happen. You meet people, divine appointments, surprise things, you know, that just like come, you know, um, there's a blue department in heaven, Monica, and things come out of the blue, right? You get a you get a delivery from the blue department. Something <laughs> happens, we say it's come out of the blue, but no, it's the blue department. The sky is blue. God has a blue department, and he sends special delivery packages. It comes, you know, and things happen that are completely unexpected. This is called living by faith. Come on. And everybody in the Bible, from Abraham on down, we're following in the what? In the steps of the faith of Abraham. Yes. Leave your people, leave your comfort, leave everything you know, and go to a place and to a people and to a land you've never been before. And I'm going to bless you there. And so Abraham, I'm sure, you know, he fought the battle of faith, but he was fully assured that what God had promised it would come to pass. And so Abraham launched out. That's the way we all do it. There are no shortcuts to this. There are no shortcuts. You just have to make the choice. Listen, listen, listen to your own spirit and then make the choice to obey it. And if you're wrong, you'll say, well, Lord, I was wrong, but I'm not giving up. I am not giving up. Amen. And little by little, the process of growing that little seed, the life of God is in the seed. That little seed knows how to make an apple tree. That little apple seed knows how to make an apple tree. That's right. All you got to do is bury it and give it some water. That little seed, it's got the life and the information inside of it. It cracks open, knows to put roots down and the sprout up and find the sunlight, find the air. And just like when you're pregnant, you know, that little baby inside of you, it said, it said, mom, you just feed me and protect me and I'm going to build you a baby. That's you know, right. the, the baby knows how to build itself. It self assembles. That's right. You know? And the body of Christ, our life in the spirit is self assembling. The Holy Spirit says, okay, go there, read that book, go to that meeting, listen to that person, go to that place, pray this prayer, study this book, get into the scriptures. Get into prayer, get into worship. Your spirit says, okay, I'm going to build you a life in faith. Just like that baby in your womb, it's going to build. It knows how to build itself. You know, all we got to do is protect it and nourish it. Feed yourself on the word of God, on faith, on obedience, on obedience. You know, everybody, it's all about obeying, bro. Sister, if, if you don't obey, you know, well, you got to, you're going to obey something. You're going to you obey are. your flesh. You're going to obey your fear. You're going to obey your insecurity. You're going to seek the approval of people and obey what they say. Or you're going to say, nope, Jesus is Lord. I love you, but I'm not going to obey you. You want to reject me? Fine. Enjoy your rejection. What can I say? I'm Amen. not going to let your rejection determine my destiny. You Amen. will not be able to intimidate me, manipulate me, or control me. I'm just going to love you. You don't want to love me back. That's well, what can I do? I can't make you love me. I'll just love you and go on to the next person, you know, who wants me in their life. And, you know, I bless you and move on and forgive you. And, you know, that it's the story. That's how it happens. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you, you know, I know that story. I walked it. <laughs> and God will allow he allows it and he'll form your heart in it if you'll yield. If you'll yield to that, he'll change your life. 
Yeah, he will well, use it just like the master in the workshop uses everything to train the apprentice to learn how to become a master. Amen. And sometimes you wonder why is this happening? And remember the famous movie, The Karate Kid? You know, Mr. Miyagi, you remember the story, <laughs> you know, wax on. Why am I waxing your car? Why am I painting your face? Why am I digging in the dirt? And the master didn't explain to the disciple. He wanted to see if the disciple really wanted to learn. And the character in the movie did and ended up realizing why he was learning to do these motions. And so, beloved, there are many things in your life right now. And you're wondering what in the world is going on? Why is this happening? What? Instead of going down that path, say, Lord, what do you want me to learn here? Come on. What do you want me to learn here? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to the left. I'm not going to the right. I'm not going back. I can't go forward because I don't know where to go. But I'm standing, having done all, therefore stand. I'm standing and saying, okay, Lord, teach me. And God will bring teachers to you. There's Come an old on. saying that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. <laughs> you, beloved, will discover that when you're ready, your teacher will appear. That day you went to the conference and picked up my book, Monica, is because you were ready. You may not have realized how ready you were, yeah. but you were ready and the teacher appeared. The book was put into your hand. You met the person or whatever. And it happens to all of us. Yeah. When you are ready, the teacher appears. Mm. And it will happen. You know, the blue department will deliver the person, the book, the video, the whatever to i you. love that the out of the blue will happen because this is the thing a lot of times we try to force things or strive and make things happen but it's true if you keep your heart right and you're obedient to god and you humble yourself it's the not my will part and if you'll come you know the bible says in hebrews it says there now for remains a rest for the people of god then it says something that sounds just the opposite strive to enter into that rest. And if we can come into that place in our hearts of resting and trusting that his good plans that he says he has for me, if I'm obedient, if I'm living for him, they're going to come to me. They are going to come. Like you said, the out of the blue, it's going to come. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and it's just a matter of the attitude of heart. Come on. If your heart is turned away. That's the direction you'll go in. That's if you it. turn your heart towards Zion, if you turn your heart and cultivate your heart, as the Bible says, guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. But if you go into want the world, you want the flesh, you want the devil, you want the promiscuity, you want the sex, you want the sin, you want the drugs, and your heart goes, well, you'll get that, you know, <clears throat> and the and, and the you will reap what you sow Come on it's just the truth of the life on earth let's look at the model that we were talking about the the, the greco-roman model that we're all operating in and coming out of in the body of christ you know that that model is really crumbling and people are stepping into the kingdom of god but even that was someone's will you know we can build our own kingdoms we can build all sorts of things that are not even god 
You know, what is my will? What is his will? We build our own empires. I use the word empire to set it off for the word kingdom because we have then an emperor, like Caesar the emperor, you know? And um, God is using the COVID-19 pandemic to bring people to a place of thinking because they have time to do it. They have time to think, they have time to read, they have time to do the videos that they wouldn't normally be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, these pastors wouldn't be doing Zoom meetings. Right. These preachers, yourself and others, myself, you know, we'd be doing other kinds of things, you know, but we can't travel. We can't do all these other things. And the Lord is saying, okay, what are you thinking about? What's really, mo- what, what are you doing and why are you doing it? You Come know, what's on. the purpose of this? And so I'm looking forward when the pandemic finally ends and who now, now we're in a second round. France is shut down, Spain shut down, Germany shut down, Israel shut down. We're seeing a rise of cases in the United States and England. So this is far from done. You know, it's far from over. And um, God is using that to raise up and to stir people to ask the right kinds of questions. You know, the what am I doing and why am I doing it? And reading the Bible afresh and thinking, wow, I'm supposed to be a student in the school of the spirit. That's what a disciple is. Well, Lord, teach me about being a disciple. Teach me about discipleship. And God will begin to do that on many, many levels. You know, he's he's causing all kinds of ministries to rise up. You know, he's putting things in order. I'm going to tell you what what he's been speaking to me and I've been hearing it. I feel like, you know, until we all come to the unity of the faith, you know, that's that's another one. But it's we are collectively beginning to hear the same sound. Because that body is arising and shining. And Dr. Morgan, that's the name of this program is shine based off of that scripture. Arise and shine for your light has come. And so, you know, God is a long time ago. He said, I got a prophetic word that I wrote and it said, um, the Lord said there was religious, political, demonic infrastructure that was crumbling inside the church. And that a new backbone was being formed and that backbone was going to be able to with um, withstand and hold um, up the structure until the new skin begins to form. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So several now, again, many years ago, the Lord said to me this, I intend to deliver the body of Christ from the spirit of the Christian religion. Come on. And when he said that, I saw a picture of a little classical country church, you know, one story pitched roof and a steeple. And I was watching this building. And then all of a sudden from the base, a huge tree emerged, splitting the building in half. And this tree emerged. And that's exactly what a different picture of the same thing the Lord showed me. Here's that backbone, the tree of life. You know that we're not locked in the building. We're in the process of bearing fruit. So we have to always go back as business partners. We would ask ourselves about profit margins. Well, in the kingdom, we're business partners for the kingdom, and we should be looking at the profit of making and maturing disciples. Come on. Evangelizing and raising people to maturity. Evangelizing and raising people to maturity. So we should all be evangelizing 
and helping each other grow. And, and we have the right and responsibility to have a business conversation, an intentional conversation. Monica, how's the business going? Come on. Dr. Howard, how's the business going? Come on. How's the business going? We should all be having this conversation. Every church, every home group, every kingdom relationship, we Come should on. all be asking this question to one another. What are you doing? If it's not going good, we shouldn't hide or be embarrassed or be ashamed. We should just be honest and transparent and say, you know, it's not going so good. All right, let's help you because we're business partners. We're all yes. working for the same business. I want to help you evangelize. I want to help you get free. I want to help you grow, you know, and if I'm not the one, well, maybe Monica can help you. Maybe Rory can help you. Maybe David or Michael or whomever. You know, these people out there, everybody, you know, we don't have the answers for everybody. We're only one little part of the body, right. you know, but the body is very big and it's very diverse, just like the human body is very diverse, you know, but don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't be condemned. I'm not so good. I No, be open, humble, yes. transparent, repentant and say, you know what? I'm struggling evangelizing. I'm struggling sharing my faith. I get nervous. I get, I don't know what to say. Help me. And God will bring a teacher to you. God will pray. God will have someone pray for you, prophesy over you, help you get free. And if you're having problems learning or studying the scripture or whatever, God will bring people to help you. But don't hide behind shame or condemnation. Humble yourself and be honest, transparent, and say, hey, I want to learn. I want to grow. I want my gifts to come out. I want to find my gifts. I want to find my calling. I want to find what God has for me. Help me find it. I don't know how to find it myself. Help me find it. You know, and then someone else prays for you and they speak right into your heart. God gives a word of knowledge or a vision or a, 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 a prophetic picture. And it sets you free and it sets you free from insecurity. And you're able to forgive the past people who hurt you or put you down. And now you're able to, you're a new creation in Christ. And you start to live in your new identity. You start to live in your new creationness. You start to live in your new self. My old self was weak, inferior, and insecure and afraid. That's not my new self. My new self is full of boldness and authority and power and passion and love and joy and humor and fun. And that's my new self. And I've been living in it now for quite a while. But my <laughs> old self was not that person. Me was not the person that's, you know. But I've been practicing this, you know? Yeah. You, you practice. Yes. The more you practice anything, the better you get at it. Come on. This is so good. Let me say this. So um, we, we've got about four minutes. So um, as we begin to wrap up, I want to bring up something that, you know, I'm going to tell you first, let me say this. Would you hold up the book again? Um, leaves from the, yes. Hold that up. Leaves from the olive tree, an anthem of kingdom perspectives. Listen. This, and Dr. Howard knows this, we've had this conversation many times. I tell every single person when book subjects come up, this is the book I recommend. There's another one as well. I have two books. This is one of them. And I'm going to tell you, you can show your other one as well. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, I just, this is about messianic prophecy. Oh, go right ahead. Right there. Uh, who do the prophets speak? This is helping you share the gospel with Jewish people. We went about deeply scarred. This is yeah. history, and this is standing against anti-Semitism. Wow! And you can pray for me because I'm writing about the spirit of religion. 
exposing the spirit of religion and books related to discipleship and maturity. So I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate people praying for us, supporting our ministry. If anybody wants to make a donation, they can go to our website. Just click on the donate button. I appreciate your standing with us financially so we can continue to do the work. I appreciate those prayers. If you want to be on an email list, just contact us and, you know, you can you can uh, get on an email list. And, uh, you know, any way that we can help you. Amen. 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 I want to say this. If you if you haven't read this book, get this book um, for the shift of the kingdom. Get this book so that you can move out of. I'm going to tell you what the Lord said something to me about seven years ago, maybe a little longer. He said, Monica, I'm going to show you how your culture has impacted Christianity. And so when he said that, it was like then seven years of, of showing me what's really going on. All these things coming together. And I'm here to tell you, this is a serious thing because he is preparing his bride. He's preparing a people right now. And it's time to get rid of the things, the my wills. It's time to get rid of the things that stand in the way of God moving through you and you becoming who you were created to be in Christ. Just like Dr. Howard said, that seed is in you. Just because, as we finish, Monica, because yeah. some are asking how much is this. You can order it from me, the book, for $10. On the website. Like $2 or $3 in postage and handling. Or you can download an e-copy of it. You know, we have books here that if you write to me and you 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 order it online, we'll mail you a copy, ten dollars plus a couple of I think two or three dollars to get it to you in postage. So because I felt like some people were asking, well, how much is it? So sure. Only- and let me say this though, because there there's a price discrepancy on one place where I saw it was much more than that. Yes, somebody else was selling it illegally. Yes. So- so ignore that and go to the website and then you can find all of your materials. Correct. Yes. Correct. But I would say you've got a prophetic teacher from God right here that walks in that office and there's a, you can be taught by a teacher and it's good stuff. But when you get your hands on a prophetic teacher and you receive revelation knowledge that they're releasing from heaven, it's an entirely different story. Like I said, I got an impartation when I read this book and it changed my life. So, Dr. Howard Morgan, thank you. I'm honored to have you. I look at you um, as a father in the faith. I mean, you're you're a blessing in my life. You have an open invitation to come anytime and share anything you want. And um, God bless you for coming on and sharing with us tonight. Anytime you invite me, Monica, and I'm available, I'll be happy to come. Oh, love it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Have a great night. I'm going to let you go. (laughs) Okay. Bless everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, that was absolutely amazing. And I'm seeing your comments on here. Thank you so much for, for being on here with us. You guys are truly a blessing for coming on and commenting. Follow Dr. Morgan, get his materials. They will absolutely bless your life. I want to share one other thing that he had said to me um, a long time ago. He said, he said if, uh, if you meet a believer, you should always be able to Look at a believer, come into contact with them and and say, what's the word of the Lord to you? Well, I'm going to tell you, you heard the word of the Lord from Dr. Howard Morgan tonight. And if you read his books, you're going to hear the word of the Lord. Um, he lives in him. He breathes out of him. 
and um, your life will be blessed. Get those materials and sow into his ministry. Go to the website and donate. It's phenomenal ground for you to sow into the kingdom of God. You will definitely reap. Um, and so what a blessing it is to have you guys on tonight. Thank you. And I'll see you next week. Oh, it's Madeline James next week. So you don't want to miss that as well. Have a great night, guys.